Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I thought being in my backyard worked out well today. Yeah, when Adam was designing your fire pit. He, uh, he didn't know he was designing an outdoor writer's room. It was perfect. I know. It's our, uh, our pandemic office. It's perfect. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, which is near L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to share huge news. If you've been listening to the podcast, you may be able to guess what it is. <laughs> We've also got a hit for two of our co-workers and a bureaucratic bomb. Plus, today we have two Hollywood hacks, one of which is a getting hired hack. So stay tuned for that. And finally, I had a Halloween celebrity sighting. And Sarah, we have a very important breaking news update from Ojai, which is that your chickens laid eggs. Yes, one of them. I think only one of them is laying, but she has now officially laid two eggs. Uh, It was it took weeks, but it happened. And now I'm hoping we're on like a every other day rotation. Fingers crossed. And Violet ate the eggs and said they were delicious. Well, Violet ate one of the eggs. The other egg I accidentally smushed. Oh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But she said the one egg was really, really, really good. So, yay. Good job, Oreo. All right. Well, good. I'm fully expecting to be getting baskets of eggs from you. I told Adam, I'm like, just wait. Sarah's going to be giving us eggs before too long. I hope that happens. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's season two of Fantasy Island. It happened. We got the official pickup. So it's crazy. Woohoo. Well, I'm saying it's crazy. You were confident all along. I was. I mean, I had a couple of moments of doubt, uh, largely because you kept pointing out to me why I should have doubt. (laughs) Yes. But I just felt it would happen from day one. Well, Liz, I was right about the puppy. Yes. You were right about season two of Fantasy Island. Yes, yes. (laughs) What was weird is that we just kept being told for weeks, like, you're going to get the pickup This week. Oh, by next Friday. Oh, it's definitely (laughs) happening Monday. Oh, today or tomorrow, it will definitely happen. This was going on for so long that that's when I started to have doubt because it just felt like it would never happen. 
Yes. And then, and then it happened in the strangest possible way. Yes. <laughs> it started with a text on Halloween from our wonderful executive at Gemstone, who was like, it happened. It's official. Everything's whooped out. And I was like in the car at In N Out with Violet. <laughs> And couldn't reach you, and you weren't responding for, like, hours. No, because it was Halloween, and it was, like, literally (laughs) the one time in the past probably six or seven weeks that I had just put down my phone and was just enjoying myself and living your life, living my life and not thinking whatsoever about whether we were getting a season two pickup of Fantasy Island at 7 p.m. on Halloween (laughs) Sunday. So then I, and I even saw a text from you that said something, but I didn't even know what you were referring to because I hadn't right. seen the initial text from Marie. <laughs> yeah. And you just responded with like a laughing emoji. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. And hours later, I was like, said to you like in text, like, wait, what happened? Did I miss something? <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. And you were like, I'm going to bed now. It was just so not what we were expecting. Exactly. Well, usually what happens is like, it's a weekday for one. And then you get noticed that there's going to be a call. And you're like, oh, my God, there's going to be a call. And then, you know, they set up the call and then they call. And it's like a whole thing, which did finally happen on what, Tuesday? Monday. Monday. Okay, which did happen on Monday. (laughs) Yes. But it was this drawn out thing and it didn't feel real at first. Yes. You were like, this just doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. And part of it is, I think it's different, like a season one versus a season two pickup. We've never had a season two pickup. And I mean, Sarah, you and I have been on obviously many shows that have gotten season two or we've been on season four and season five has been picked up. But our own show, where we're the creator and showrunner, this is our first season, too. Yes. And I should say, we created our first show in 2007. So it's just, it's very hard to get a season two. This is our third show and our first one to get a season two. I mean, that's big. And this is why in the intro of the podcast, we call it the war of attrition in Los Angeles, because... I mean, it's just, you have to just keep grinding <laughs> forward and keep up the drive yeah. because I, I feel like we have had a single-minded focus to get a season two of something since day one, right? I mean, I we just were like, we must get a season two. We must get a season two. Yeah. And it took a while. Well, that's, we persevered. that's the thing. I mean, of course, there are those people who move to L.A. in two years. They have a show on the air and it's on for five years. But they're very, very, very few and far between. And yeah, you just have to keep going, which is tiring. Yes. <laughs> But it's so gratifying, I must say, now that we have it. Yeah. So now what's our our next single-minded focus is season three? uh, (laughs) Well, 100 episodes. Oh, wow. We're just skipping straight to 100 episodes? Like season two pick up to 100 episodes? All right. Well, I feel like that's the next marker. Okay. I like it. It's hard to get a season two, and it's really hard to get 100 episodes or something. Okay. That's the next benchmark. Let's do it. Which is going to take a long time to get to. I'm like, these days when it's, you know, not that many episodes a season. I know. Oh, my. Maybe we should say 75. Okay. (laughs) That's the new benchmark. (laughs) Yes. 
But now, of course, we always say the funny thing about getting a show picked up is that it's sort of like winning a pie contest and the prize is more pie. (laughs) Because now we're just delving right back into all of the moving parts of making a TV show. Yeah, no, I texted you. I was about to fall asleep and I had this like jarring revelation a couple days after the pickup. I mean, it took a minute (laughs) and I texted you like, it just hit me that now we have to make 13 more episodes. I know. And we should mention, Sarah, we did 10 episodes season one. Well, we did eight episodes and a Christmas movie. And this year we're doing 13 episodes. So it's more episodes. But now we know the show. Yeah. I mean, no, it's huge. One of the major distinctions between a season one and a season two is that hopefully by season two, as a showrunner, you know what the show is. So we are not going into this with no clue what we're doing. And I think that will vastly improve everyone's experience. Yes, yes, including ours. Including (laughs) ours, absolutely. So, you know, once again, we will be detailing, I'm sure, every nuance, moment, uh, bump in the road, victory of season two. Hopefully it will be less dramatic than last year, though. Yes. I should also mention, Sarah, it's going to come back on the air in May. Yeah. So sooner. And then they also announced that we have this Christmas movie special, which airs December 21st. So don't worry. We'll remind you. Oh, yes. You'll be hearing about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Coming up, we have a hits and bombs, a hit for our wonderful executives and a bomb for uh, time. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's Fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for Hits and Bombs because Hollywood is all about big hits and big bombs. And today we want to give a hit to Marie Jacobson and Ray Record, who are our executives at Gemstone, which is a division of Sony. And I mean, you want to talk about people who have, yeah, I picture like Marines going under the wires in the mud, like <laughs> they have been <laughs> under the wires in the mud with us from day one. They absolutely have. They are such cheerleaders. And this has really been like, sometimes you don't talk to your studio executives that often. I mean, you check in, um, they give you notes, but this has been hand in hand 
the four of us just marching forward on this show. And they have never lost their enthusiasm or shockingly their tempers. I mean, <laughs> I will say you and I have gone off. We have popped off yes. time, a time or two. <laughs> Marie and Ray have always maintained good cheer. Yes, which it, it truly is remarkable. I mean, it was a very, very stressful first season. And they had this somehow ability to like let us vent when we needed to vent and then move yes. on into something productive and yeah as you said cheery i think it's just partly their nature you can't just force yourself to do that <laughs> yeah marie we should say is one of the most cheerful people we've ever met yes yes and not annoyingly cheerful she's just cheerful a cheerful person yes and i think you just have to be born with that <laughs> Yes, and I wish yes. I had been. I was not. Absolutely not. But we're very grateful for that. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's funny because I started with the Marines in the mud, but really we wanted to thank them for being cheerleaders. It's like they were both. Yes. <laughs> they were cheerleaders going under the barbed wire. Yes. And yelling, keep going, keep going. You yes, can do it. Yes. You can do it. And I mean, this really goes back, Sarah, all the way to us even deciding to do Fantasy Island because oh, yeah. you and I um, weren't sure because it was a lot of work and we didn't know if it would happen. And so we didn't know if we wanted to invest all this time in something that was unsure. And there had already been one version of the show done. In the 90s. Yeah, that, that didn't do great. Yes. And Marie and Ray were just like, you're the people. We know you are the people. We have faith in you. And that, along with Diane, our manager, also encouraging us, yeah. really caused us to say yes and to take this on. And I'm so glad we did. Yes. Not only because we got a season two, but I really love the show. I know. We have such a wonderful cast. You know, we loved all the writers we've worked with. So thank you to Ray and Marie. Yeah. Thanks to them. We're actually looking forward to a season two. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> with eyes wide open, but still looking yes. forward to it. <laughs> but now, Sarah, we have a bomb. And this bomb is for how long it takes to get everything up and running when you're trying to get your season two going. We always expect it to happen immediately. We expect everyone to like make a flurry of phone calls and have everything done and then we're ready to go. Yes. But of course, all the best laid plans get stuck in bureaucratic hell and it happens on every show every time. <laughs> Yes. I mean, the good thing is because we've had this long drawn out, it's going to happen any second. It's going to happen any second going on. We were ready. Like, we're ready to yes. go. You know, um, yeah. when we got the pickup, we were like, awesome. Let's start the writers two days from now. Yeah. But it's just the logistics of everything. The deal making that you think is totally done then turns out to, like, not actually be done. And then there are all yes. these qualifications. And then you have to do all these carve outs and then this and that. So it actually I think we're starting a week after the pickup, our first official day yes. with the writers is on Monday. And we're just like, we want to go. We're ready. Let's do yes. this. You know, we're just waiting now again. I will say, though, Sarah, because we know about the bureaucracy, we yes. were like, okay, this will probably take longer than we expect. Yeah. We sort of knew it. We weren't surprised. 
And it is nice for the writers to have a few days also to mentally gear up, I will say. Yes, definitely. <laughs> to not just be like, okay, see you in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> which is what we would have done. Yes. Okay, Sarah, it is time for the first of our two Hollywood hacks. We had two hacks. We couldn't choose between them, so we decided to do both. <laughs> and this is a hiring hack. It's when you're interviewing for a job, ask people to send recommendations unsolicited. It seems obvious, but it can be such a pain. I know there have been times when you and I have not bothered to ask people to send in emails about us, but it is so worth it. Oh, it means a lot. It really does. And the unsolicited part is key. Like you send yes. someone your resume, you do the interview. It should have your, I've noticed a lot of resumes don't these days have the name of the actual human being you were working with on them. Mm. So then like the person who interviewed you either has to ask you for references or they have to like track down, oh, they worked on this show and blah, blah, blah. Who was that? And, you know, and call the person themselves. It's just like a pain. But when you interview with someone and then 10 minutes later, they get an email in their inbox from someone who loves you and they didn't have to do any work to seek it out. <laughs> it's like such a gift. And it also shows you really want the job. I mean, that's the most important thing. It shows it you're serious and you really want the job. Yeah, it's interesting. Even more than the recommendation it's the uh, enthusiasm for the position, because that is so much of what we're looking for. Like we always say volunteers, not recruits. Yeah. We want somebody who wants to be there because we know if you want to be there, like you're going to work really hard. And I mean, it's almost to the point where we're probably going to like actually methodically take this into account from yes. now on. You know what I mean? Yes. I think before it influenced us. And it probably nudged us at different times. But now I think we're actually going to like make a note of who had emails sent in and who didn't. And, you know. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah. we were we interviewed someone and I mentioned in the interview, oh, so and so was on that show. Mm -hmm. And an hour later, we got an email from that person. So yes. clearly the person we were interviewing, who, by the way, we hired, um, yes. <laughs> yes. he then was like, oh, they know this person. I'm going to have that person email for me. Yes, it, it really helps. So it's one of those things like go the extra mile. It can make all the difference. It's like staying the extra 10 minutes. Just do yes. the extra thing. Do the extra thing. Yes. Okay, coming up, we have another Hollywood hack. It's a bonus Hollywood hack. But first, this break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's second Hollywood hack, bonus Hollywood hack. All right. 
So we all know that it's a terrible idea to say something in a text that you wouldn't want published for the world to see, right? This is, uh, it just keeps coming out. Oh, this text, that text. It's like, you have to be really, really careful. Yes. So Liz, you came up with a genius, slightly like spy level (laughs) hack that we are going to use from now on. Yes. So we're often on calls or Zooms where we want to be able to communicate with each other on the side, but we don't necessarily want a record of what we're saying. What I've realized... (laughs) For a variety of reasons. For a variety of reasons. (laughs) What I've realized is you can communicate in a Google Doc and then erase it at the end of the communication. Sarah, I thought of this because we type often when we're giving editing notes, we'll type into the same Google Doc. And sometimes as we're watching something, we will write back and forth to each other on the Doc and then we'll erase it. (laughs) Yeah. And I realized we could do the same thing when we want to just be able to have sidebar conversations. Yes. Which aren't always snarky, I should say. No. I mean, these are often work-related. No, often it's just like, are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. I think we should push back. I'm not, you know. Yeah. It's just we want to be able to, being a team, we have to communicate all the time. We One of us doesn't want to pipe up without consulting you often if it's something at all questionable. But again, I mean, I'm just seeing in the news how everyone's texts come out, you know. Um, We just want to be very mindful about what we're texting and emailing. Yes. And speaking of being mindful, I recently, this is just like a bonus warning. We have a bonus warning in our bonus hack. Okay. I recently learned from a friend that there is this, uh, again, spy level thing you can do. If you have AirPods and an iPhone, it's called Live Listen. You can put your AirPods in and leave your phone in a room like where people are having a meeting and still be listening to what the other people are saying. So great if they know you're listening, like, oh, I have to go take a walk. (laughs) I don't know why this would happen in a meeting, but Let's say there's a way to use this. That's not underhanded. I have to go take a walk, but I'll be listening. Okay. But it's more likely that you're going to like have your earbuds in and be like, do, 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 and walk out of the room and leave your phone there and be listening. Like, we have to be careful of these things. Yes, we do. We do. So we have to um, be suspicious anytime someone leaves their phone in the room when they leave. (laughs) Yeah, this is the message of this week's episode. (laughs) Be suspicious of everyone. Be suspicious. Just be careful. I didn't know that existed, so it was an eye-opener. I did not know. I mean, I... Is it bad that I want to use it myself? I want to... That's the thing. I love eavesdropping on people. (laughs) I think it's more like at a restaurant, if the people next to you are having a really interesting conversation, like, just leave your phone and go somewhere. Anyway, well, that's a good warning. Thank you. Now, Sarah, I mean, once again, in a sign that uh, the world is getting back to, quote, normal, we have another celebrity sighting this week. Yes. So we didn't do like the big Halloween trick-or-treating. We did a small eight-house trick-or-treating thing with Violet's friend. And on our little trick-or-treating sort of event, I was trick-or-treating with Lisa Loeb. I have a celebrity sighting. Yay, Lisa Loeb. I love Lisa Loeb. Love Lisa Loeb. And the cool thing was, 
afterwards, driving home, because, you know, it's a drive. It's a bit of a ways yes. to get home from L.A. And I played Lisa Loeb's big song. I played Stay for Violet. And usually when I play songs, like, from my youth, you know, mm -hmm. uh, she'll listen to, like, three bars and just be like, okay, Mom, that's cool. Uh, let's change that. But she listened to the whole song like she actually liked the song. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, objectively, it's a great song. Yes. I mean, come on. Anyway, so it was kind of fun. Well, Sarah, you know what? As soon as you told me you saw Lisa Loeb, I was remembering I saw Lisa Loeb once in New York at CBGB Coffee House, and she was with Ethan Hawke. They were like, Ethan Hawke and Lisa Loeb were such the 90s indie yes. Cool kids. Yes. And so it was like very cool when I saw Lisa Loeb and Ethan Hawke. So we've both had Lisa Loeb celebrity sightings just decades apart. Yeah. And she still seems cool. So there you yes, go. Yes. And she's still cool. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, king of remote recording. And thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole 30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at SFain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Sarah, have you noticed since my announcement that we got the Corgi, our Facebook group is turning into a Corgi group. I have. Oh, my God. It's so great. I love it. I mean, I know. Corgis are cute. I'm like, I'm a Corgi mom. I'm just going to go all the way, all <laughs> the way with the Corgis. From the Onward Project.